When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Chris Canty. Let's go, Smallman. Canty. Let's go. What's up, my friend? This is the Nothing first much. time Listen, we, we work together. T-minus, what are we at? T-minus, what, six days until we get started? T-minus five days until we get started on a new morning show? I don't even know what day it is. I don't know wow. what okay, day. So I, I, I know it's what been day such a whirlwind. I know what day we, we get started. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> but it's, we get started September 5th. It's myself, it's you, Chris Canty, and our buddy Evan Cohen. You can catch us weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. It starts Tuesday, September 5th. And Chris Canty, what do you think about that, that wake-up call? 6 a.m. we get started Gonna be oh yeah! Early. Oh yeah! Make sure you have your coffee, your espresso, your tea, whatever you got to do to get it going. <laughs> but we gonna have a whole lot of fun. I will say this, moment. Getting up at four o'clock in the morning for a six o'clock show is a lot easier than getting up three o'clock in the morning for a five o'clock show. Back in the day when I was rolling on ninety-eight seven FM, I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning to do a show Ooh. with uh, DiPietro and Rothenberg, and it was a five a.m. to eight a.m. show. There's no way to normalize waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning. I feel like that extra hour is almost like dog years in the morning. <laughs> because if, you, if you're waking up at 4, you're like, okay, I can make this work. Go to bed at 10, wake up at 4, that's six hours. There is no bedtime no. that makes getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning normal. It's literally waking up in the middle of the night. Absolutely. And we'll be staying up to watch games. So we are going to be sleep deprived. We'll probably be a little delirious, which I think is going to lend itself to some good radio though. No. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We, we, we're going to go off the rails more than on occasion, but uh, it's all going to make for great entertainment. Hopefully folks are laughing with us more so than laughing at us. <laughs> but as long as you're laughing, we're winning. So that's all that matters. We're going to have fun. Before we get to some sports stuff, Candy, I have a question for you. Since you were getting up at 3 a.m. and we're getting up at 4 a.m., I am not a morning person. Can you give me some tips on how I can wake up earlier and not be on the wrong side of the bed every day? Because it's uh, something I'm concerned about. Uh, I don't know if I can help you, Small, but I, I'm not the person for because it was a struggle every single day. Now, listen, this is a dream job. Nobody wants to hear about our problems because they're first world problems. That's but right. I will say this, waking up that early in the morning, three o'clock in the morning was ungodly. <laughs> ungodly. Like, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's almost, it, it's one of those things where you're, you're half asleep until the show actually starts um, a couple hours later. So, yeah, there's no way to normalize waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Well, you want to tune in, catch us starting Tuesday, September 5th. It's myself, it's Chris Canty, it's Evan Cohen. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. We'll, we will be thrilled to have you. All right, Canty. The, 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 the advice I give you, Smallman, yes. make sure you have that midday nap. Like the midday nap becomes critical to your daily routine. Got to have the midday nap. Because if you're, you're banking on just getting four or five hours of sleep at night, 
that ain't gonna get it done. Like you might be able to do that for a week, and then you gonna you gonna run out of gas. So make sure you get that midday napping. That's the, about the best advice I can give you. Okay, I'll try. Now right. I I did a morning show prior. We didn't start until seven a.m., so I didn't have to be there until six, and I could never nap during the day ever. Mm. It's a problem, but I'll work okay. on it. Maybe maybe All getting right. up at four a.m. will lend itself to napping later in the day. All right, Canty, let's talk about some of the news of the day, specifically in the NFL. The Colts and Jonathan Taylor. What a situation that this is. So we know that Jonathan Taylor has been unhappy about his contract situation. The Colts last week, they granted Jonathan Taylor and his representatives permission to engage with other teams to try and find a trade partner. There was a deadline of 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. That was yesterday. And they didn't trade him. They weren't able to find what they felt was a fair value offer for Jonathan Taylor for their all-pro running back. And now he remains on the pup list. He's ineligible to play in at least the first four games of the season. So that means that Jonathan Taylor is going to miss games against the Jaguars, the Texans, the Ravens, and the Rams. And Canty, the Colts' next best opportunity to deal him could be Halloween, October 31st, before the trade deadline. When you look at how this situation has unfolded, talk to me. What do you think about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts right now? Well, I mean, my first thought is I wish my dad had done something more to, to make a good living for himself and buy an NFL team so I could <laughs> inherit it. Because Jim Irsay acts like he hit a triple and he was born on third base. I, I don't understand what value Jonathan Taylor is giving the Colts right now by remaining on the roster and missing the first four games because he's on PUP. The reality of the situation is that Jonathan Taylor is not going to play for the Colts unless they give him a brand new contract. We, we've seen the interest around the National Football League for a player of his ilk. Six teams contacted the Colts about trading for Jonathan Taylor in less than a week's time. Two of those teams made a serious offer. Now, Smallman, I'm not, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I got to think if there are six teams involved and there are two teams that are making offers, that the offers were more than just you know a mid-round pick or a late-round pick. Right. There was probably a premium pick somewhere floated out there as a, as a part of the parameters for a trade. The fact that the Colts wouldn't accept something like that, wouldn't accept a potential second-round pick or the equivalent of a second-round pick for Jonathan Taylor's services are absolutely ridiculous when they, ridiculous when they know they're not actually going to get any production from him on the field. This dude had an off-season ankle surgery that stemmed from an injury that he suffered in the 2022 season. It's a legitimate injury, which is why he started training camp on the physically unable to perform list, why he started in the regular season on the pup list. This dude is not coming back until he has the financial security that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. So there, there, is, there is no argument to be made about keeping Jonathan Taylor to help your rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, because Jonathan Taylor ain't going to be on the field. So if you're not going to pay him, then he's not going to be on the field to help your young quarterback. What exactly is Jonathan Taylor doing to move your program forward? I think the best thing that the Colts can do is find somebody that's willing to do the dance and trade Jonathan Taylor as soon as they possibly can. Now, is there value in moving him while he's on the pup list? Of course there is, because any team that acquires him is going to be signing up for not just the 2023 season, but presumably 2024, 2025, and maybe even 2026. So, it does make sense, and think about this. He's still eligible to play in 12 more games once he's traded, once he comes off the pup list. So there is value in actually moving Taylor before the trade deadline. It's just a matter of Indianapolis coming to the realization that this dude ain't going to play for me again unless I pay him. 
And Canty, you just hit on the thing that is making me scratch my head the most about this situation, and that's Anthony Richardson. We know that this is a quarterback-driven league, and is there any rookie quarterback that you have more questions about than Anthony Richardson? We know that he is physically dynamic, but he doesn't have the, the, the record in college. You're worried about the completion percentage. Why wouldn't you have one of your best offensive players on the field out there to help this rookie quarterback as he gets that seasoning and hopefully develops in the NFL? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I would have paid Jonathan Taylor this offseason. This would be a non-story. But Jim Irsay likes to put his foot in his mouth. He likes to mess things up. He likes to agitate on social media and in the press. And in this situation, all of that has served to work against the Colts' best interest, right? Because you're talking about a player that is not only the most explosive player on the Colts roster, but he's one of the most explosive players in the National Football League. People forget how good Jonathan Taylor is just because he missed so much time last year. But you are talking about a guy over the last two years of football that is top five in yards from scrimmage. He's second in yards after contact, and he's second in rushes of 10 yards or more behind Nick Chubb. This this guy is an animal. And the fact that you don't want to pay him top-of-the-market money when he has multiple years left in his prime, like we're talking about a player that's going into his fourth year. This ain't Saquon Barkley going into his sixth season. This is a guy going into his fourth year in the National Football League. From a character standpoint, represents everything you want one of the faces of your franchise to be. And you don't want to pay this dude, especially when the Colts have shown the precedent of paying core players when they have a year left on their rookie deal. Remember when Shaq Leonard was coming up on a contract? Second round pick. They decided to pay him when he had a year left on his rookie deal. What about Quentin Nelson? They decided to pay him when he had a year left on his rookie deal. Why would you treat Jonathan Taylor any different? That's the part I don't understand, especially when you're talking about a guy that's still very much so in the heart of his prime. It just doesn't feel like Jim Ursay is managing all of this the right way. But it's clear that he's taking a vested interest and he's the one dictating the terms of engagement with Jonathan Taylor. This isn't Chris Ballard. This isn't anybody in their front office. This is all on the owner. And and I'm afraid, Michelle, that the public stance that he's taken with Jonathan Taylor is going to make it hard to make a move that makes sense for the Colts and for Taylor in terms of charting a path forward. So I know that if we're looking at who's in a worse situation today, Jonathan Taylor or the Colts, Candy, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're going to say the Colts, that you're going to say it's not Jonathan Taylor, it's the Colts. But which team do you think is going to regret not making a trade for Jonathan Taylor yesterday? Which team do you think could have benefited from her services more? The Colts, the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Cowboys? Oh, the Colts. I mean, mean, uh, that's the obvious one. The Colts should have traded him. And they still may. That's the thing. We'll get to October and we'll be talking about this again because Taylor will come off the PUP list. He'll be taking up an active roster spot. And at that point, the Colts will have to make a decision because you don't want to carry somebody on your 53 that's not contributing to your team's on-field success. So I think that's the next the next pressure point or the next deadline that we need to be watching for um, week five of the regular season to see if they do something there. And then obviously the week eight trade deadline. But I think of the teams that would be trading for Jonathan Taylor, it's the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Smallman, I said this on Get Up yesterday with Greeny, and I know he's a huge Jets fan. I said, listen, if the Dolphins trade for Jonathan Taylor, 
The Jets are the favorites in the AFC East to win the division. They are the favorites, and I would put them as the third best team in the AFC behind the Kansas City Chiefs and whoever wins the AFC North. Wow. That's how good the Miami Dolphins could be. They'd be right there with those teams if they had Jonathan Taylor. Think about how fast that offense would be. Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, fastest man in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Jalen Waddell, maybe the second fastest man in the NFL. Like, you're adding – you have so much speed. You have the ability to play the space game with one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the National Football League today and two. Like, to me, that puts the Dolphins right there as a true title contender. So – I mean, that that's the thing that we have to watch. If you're a team that fancies yourself as a title contender, it's not the end of the world that you didn't get Taylor before the season started. But you do want to make sure that you have the opportunity to add a guy like that because that can make the difference in the second half of the regular season on into the postseason. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening or watching to Greeny, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, coming up next, the Colts have inspired us. You've heard Chris Canty make the comments about Jim Ursay, but we want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What is the worst run franchise in sports right now? We're going to tell you what we think next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Greeny, the podcast. It's Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And you can always tell your smart speaker, hey, play ESPN Radio. And you can catch us there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Chris Canty. And soon the two of us are going to be joined by our friend Evan Cohen. We're so excited about this. Weekdays starting September 5th. You can check us out right here, 6 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Radio. And Canty, we haven't, everyone's saying, Chris, Evan, Michelle, they're saying Canty, Cohen, Smallman, but a little tease. We actually have a different name for the show that's going to be unveiled on September Yeah, 5th. we finally have a name, <laughs> Smallman. It feels official, right? Yes, we it does. We finally have a name after fighting with the suits mm-hmm. for a month of weeks on end about what we could name the show, what we can't name the show, and all of this stuff, the legality of mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm, copyrights, mm-hmm. and trademark. We finally have a name. Thank God. Like, we, we have something we got a handle, and I'm excited about it, and we're going to unveil it on our first show on September 5th. So that's going to be that's going to be dope. It finally feels like it's actually real now that we have a name. It's right around the corner. I'm so excited to work with you. Spoiler alert: It won't be Canty Cohen and Smallman. Spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert: yeah. Just a tease. And, just and it won't be any initials either. Just just so everybody knows. It's something different. It's something different. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. Okay, but yeah. you know, Canty, I know you, Evan, myself. We want to really foster a family environment on the show. Everybody that comes in is family. So tell me what you think about this as far as family is concerned. So Josh Peterson, he's a tight end. He was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's until his dad, Doug Peterson, the head coach, actually cut him. What do you think about that? Doug Peterson cutting his own son from the team. It's Cole, <laughs> but I respect it, though, small man. Mm-hmm. I do. Cole world, no blanket when your dad, who was the head coach of the team and has won a Super Bowl, decides that his son is not good enough to play on it. That is the definition of a meritocracy. NFL roster is about as close as you're going to get to a meritocracy in this country. And for his dad, Doug Peterson, to cut his son, Josh Peterson. It's just, it's unbelievable. I'm just sitting here in my mind thinking about what happens during the holidays. <laughs> what are the conversations during Thanksgiving and Christmas? Like, you know, when you start talking about it, like, think about it. If you're Doug Peterson, you ask your son, hey, son, how's life going? Well, Dad, it was going swell until you decided to cut me in August from the Jacksonville Jaguars and let me not live out my dream to be in the NFL. Like, how do you... How do you walk that back? There's no coming back from that. There's always going to be that awkwardness because your dad essentially fired you. Yeah. That is wild to me. But I respect it by Doug Peterson. I do. It's just cold world, no blanket, just like you're not good enough. You can't play for this team. We got business to handle. We got stuff to do, and you ain't a part of it. So I'm sure Doug Peterson's gift, Christmas gift, her holiday gift from his son is probably not going to be great. I, I'll tell you what, Candy, if my dad cut me, I'm not, I'm not going all out for Christmas. I'm writing him a card or something. I'm give, getting him some socks. A something, card? Something so card. minimal. He's lucky if he gets a text message. <laughs> He's lucky. Father's Day? Huh. What's that? Just another, just another Sunday. Never heard of it. Like, if I'm, like, Christmas gift? Huh. All right, buddy. Listen, I'll get mom something, and maybe you might be able to use it. But that's about it. I'm not getting you anything nice as a gift for the holidays, for your birthday, for father. Why would I do that? You just fired me. I'm trying to live out my childhood dream of playing in the National Football League. You're a head coach and you just got rid of me. How much how much do we see nepotism in all walks of life? Even oh, in sports. All the you time. see nepotism all the time. All the time. You mean to tell me out of 53 roster spots, you can't find one for your boy? 
quite literally, your boy. Your actual boy. You can't boy. find one? Come on, dog. So two more things about this, Canty. Number one, <laughs> I think real love is being able to say the thing that's hard. I think being able to look at somebody that you love and say, hey, you're acting out or you're doing this, that's me loving you so much that I care about your well-being and that I want to make sure you're doing the right thing. So I actually respect it so much from Doug Peterson saying, you're not good enough. And I could keep you on because you're my son and the nepotism, but you don't fit with this. And I'm doing what I think is not only best for this team, but best for you, right? And, nah, small and man, I don't want that kind of love. Small, <laughs> small man, I don't want that kind of love. Lie to me. Lie to me. At least lie to me for four years. So I could be on active roster and qualify for NFL pension. If you want to cut me after I get pension, cool. You can cut me and say I'm not good enough. But let me let me at least get a little start with this thing. Just get me started, Pop. I'm not saying I got to be a 10-year player for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but at least let me get a couple years in, dog. Just a couple? What's it going to hurt? The team is going to run away with the AFC South. You ain't got one roster spot to spare. Let, at least let your boy get pension. Come on, coach. <laughs> Come on, dad. In this instance, the same guy. Help me out. Help me. Isn't it a father's position to set his son up or his children up for success? Set me up to win, dad. Set me up to Don't fire me because I don't fit your plan this upcoming season. Set me up for the long game. Come on, coach. Okay. Is that now, too much to ask? I'm just saying. Now that we're going to work together, I, I like to know that you want to be lied to, Canty. I'm just going to tell yeah. you every day. Yeah. Amazing. A-plus show. Killed it. There we Killed go. it. No matter lie, lie to me, Small, but I need <laughs> I that. Give me, give me all of that. <laughs> also, can you imagine, you know, when a player gets cut, they try to go to another team. All, all these other teams in the NFL are probably like, oh, my God, if his dad cut him, he's probably. How bad do you have to be? How bad do you have to be? Okay, My well, goodness. he is Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. In five minutes, give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Canty's going to give you his list of the worst-run franchises in sports, and we want to hear from you, so give us a call. We're starting stronger, and it starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Time for the Green List. Chris Canty, give us your top five worst run NFL franchises right now. This conversation on the heels of what's happening with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Go ahead, Chris Canty. Oh, well, we got to kick this list off with the Cleveland Browns. There's a reason why they came up with the video that called it the factory of sadness, <laughs> First Energy Stadium where the Browns play at, because it was just god-awful. You're talking about a team that has gone, what, 20 seasons and had one playoff appearance, only one playoff win over the last quarter century. The Cleveland Browns have been terrible, and a big part about it is they haven't been able to figure out the quarterback spot. Think about this, moment. You had so many failed first-round draft picks for the Cleveland Browns at quarterback. I mean, the Brandon Whedons of the world. You had Brady Quinn. You had Johnny Manziel. Uh, you had Baker Mayfield, who's the first overall pick. You had you, – now you're on – now you're on your guy. You got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, think about how Deshaun Watson had two dozen assault charges on him. And they still traded for him and gave the Texans three first-round draft picks because they've been so bad at the quarterback spot. 
This is an awful franchise in terms of how it's run. And there's been so many turnovers. There's been so many different people to blame. But ultimately, it starts with ownership because fish rot from the head down. And the Cleveland Browns are about as rotten as it gets in the National Football League. Next! Do we have the sounder? Number four. There we, there go. we go. There we go. I had to do it. Greeny's not going to like this because I'm doing it on his show, but I'm going to go ahead and say it maybe twice for the people in the back. The New York Jets. What? The New York Jets. What? Forget about hard knocks. <laughs> Forget about all the good feels that we've had over the last four months. I'm talking about over the last decade. The Jets have been absolutely awful. They have the longest playoff drought in North American team sports. Think about this, Smallman. The Jets, three years ago, used the second overall pick on a quarterback and missed. But that, after using the third overall pick three years prior... On another quarterback. That's terrible. Yeah. That's awful. That's franchise malpractice. And now the GM and the head coach go into 2023 on the hot seat and for good reason. And they're praying that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the savior. And I think this is going to be a different season for the Jets. But at the first sign of adversity, what are fans and people that cover the Jets going to say alike? Same old Jets. You know why they say same old Jets? Because the Jets are routinely awful. They're always bad. Without a couple of bright spots, back-to-back AFC Championship games in 2009 and 2010, this team, this franchise, has been terribly run. Terrible. Charles Barkley voice, terrible. Next. (laughs) Number three. The Indianapolis Colts. I I don't know what it is. What is it, six years running that the Colts have had a different starting quarterback in week one? Yep. Six years running. Ooh, rough. How, how, how can you rough. function as a franchise? You, you can't do it. You can't do it. And on top of that, you got an owner that, that is not shy about letting his feelings be known. Michelle, if you want brutal honesty, all you got to do is tune in to Jim Ursay's Twitter account, X, whatever they're calling it, or listen to any of his sound bites because he's going to tell you what he's feeling at all times. And that is the perfect example of why sometimes you need to lie to people because Jim Ursay gets in his own damn way. He gets in the way of his team's success by putting it on wax every single chance he gets. He's made this Jonathan Taylor situation about as bad as it can be with a really good player and an even better person. I, I just don't know how this franchise gets back on track when you have an owner like Jim Ursay always being in the way of the team trying to make the best moves for sustained success. Next. Number two. The L.A. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. It don't matter where they play at. It's the Raiders. They're awful. They're one of the worst-run franchises. No playoff. Think about this moment. No playoff wins for the Raiders since they were in the Super Bowl in 2002. 2002. And here's the other thing. Only two playoff appearances since that time. Two. That's it. That is it. The Raiders are terrible. Terrible. I mean, we talk about the quarterback situation. We talk about the the, the different scandals around the Raiders and what happened with John Gruden. Think about how ugly that mess was. You had the Henry Ruggs tragedy uh, uh, last year. Like, it's it's always something with this team, and they can't seem to find their way to solid footing. And a lot of it has to do 
with not having stable leadership at the top of the organization. So the Raiders, they're always going out trying to make splashy moves, trying to make sexy moves. They got Jimmy G this offseason, which means they had to have some type of affiliation with Tom Brady. He's now a part of the ownership group. So it just, it just this is a weird situation. I don't know how they get better because they're clearly the worst team in that division right now in the AFC West. But the Raiders are clearly one of the worst-run franchises in the National Football League. But there can only be one top spot, Smallman. Only one top spot. You know who that belongs to? Number one. The Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, here's what I don't get about the Cardinals, Smallman. Because it's clear they're tanking right now. And sometimes in sports, it makes sense to tank. Yeah. So you can get the most important positions and the best players with a higher draft choice. But the Arizona Cardinals had the number one overall pick four years ago. And guess what? Said number one overall pick took you to a playoff game. Like, uh, and they signed him to a contract. You're supposed to be, it should be mission accomplished. You had the most important piece, which is the quarterback. And yet somehow they found a way to ruin that. They had a terrible relationship when they negotiated his contract. And then this past year, he tears his ACL. So you don't know what kind of player he's going to be, which is moving them back toward tanking. But what makes things worst about that, they had the number one pick in 2019. 2018, they had the 10th overall pick and took a quarterback. It's just, <laughs> they keep doing this over and over and over again. That's why if I'm a player like Caleb Williams, I'm looking at this NFL draft order and saying, if the Cardinals are tanking for the top spot, let me think about whether or not I really want to go there because that franchise is just that poorly run. And the one thing that they've proven is that they can do very little with a lot of talent. Wow. That is the list. That is any, a strong any, any list. Any missions, any thoughts, Go. I got some thoughts here, Chris Canty. Okay, so to recap Chris Canty's list of the worst-run NFL franchises right now, he has the Browns at number five, the Jets at number four, Colts checking in at number three, the Raiders at two, and the Arizona Cardinals at number one. Okay, let's start quickly with the Browns. Can you imagine if the Deshaun Watson experiment does not work out, Canty? And not only they gave up the the draft equity for him, but they gave him over $200 million guaranteed. This guy hasn't done it in three years. I know everyone's saying he looks great at practice, but can you imagine adding a very expensive on two fronts other chapter to the Factory of Sadness book that is the Cleveland Browns? This will be one of the worst things that the franchise has done if Deshaun Watson doesn't pan out. Oh, no doubt. And Andrew Barry will never get a job as a general manager ever again. Ever again. So they might be number one after this. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But here's the other thing. Like, I'm just sitting there thinking about the the, the teams that we do have on the list. The Indianapolis Colts, think about this. You had Andrew Luck. There might not have been a Uh, more perfect quarterback. Protect him. Think about it. His last name is Luck, and the symbol for your franchise is a damn horseshoe. I mean, it, it, it doesn't get better than that. You went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, and you managed it so poorly that the guy got the career knocked out of him and decided to retire. Think about what quarterback contracts look like now. You think that Andrew Luck wouldn't have got a quarter of a billion dollars? Of course he did. But he said, you know what? It's not worth it because the franchise I play for is so bad, they let the career get knocked out of me. Think about how bad that is, how bad you have to be to fail when you have a talent like Andrew Luck.
tremendously. Oh, my, my last comment on this list, by the way, you mentioned that the Raiders don't have a lot of consistency, which is kind of shocking considering their owner has had the same haircut for decades. Well, they have consistency. They're consistently bad, just like Mark <laughs> Davis's haircut. There yeah. you go. There He's you go. Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. Coming They're up next. Remarkably consistent. Really <laughs> consistent. Consistently. It's a head, it's a head scratcher, that haircut. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you. What is the worst run franchise in sports? We're going to take your calls next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. You can follow Chris Canty on Twitter at ChrisCanty99. You can find me at M. Smallman. He is Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Greeny ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. The phone lines have lit up, Canty, with the topic, what is the worst run franchise in sports right now? You just gave your list of the top five worst run franchises in the NFL right now. We've expanded it to sports, and people have answered. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Let's first go out to Jose in Anaheim. Jose, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. As since Anaheim, you know, it's got to be the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> we got Trout and Otani, and we can't win anything. And the year that we had to show Otani, look, we want to win. We want to keep you. We're in fourth place. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. It's not great. Canty, it's not great. I have said this all along, that they had a prime opportunity to look in the mirror and have some self-awareness about where they are as, as an organization, what they are as an organization. You, you you can't win. You Artie Moreno, the owner, collects stars. He cannot develop the team around them. The return that they could have gotten for Shohei Otani could have replenished the farm system. They could have totally zagged and tried to build a winner. Instead, what they do? At the trade deadline, they went out, they acquired Giolito, they got some pitching. They said, we're going to really make a push for it, and now where are they? Now where are they? They're going to lose Otani, and they got nothing in return from him. It's just unbelievable the way the Angels have squandered the careers of Otani and Mike Trout in Anaheim. 
Yeah, and listen, that Anthony Rendon albatross of a contract really? has something to do to why they're not living up to the expectations that they should have with Otani and Trout. You're not wrong in the things that you're saying. The only pushback I would give you is that maybe, just maybe, they didn't want to trade him because they didn't want him to find out that the grass could be greener on the other side. The best thing that the Angels have working for him as far as keeping Otani is that they're on the West Coast and he wants to stay close to Japan. That's about it. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Let's go to James in Indianapolis. James, what's the worst-run franchise in sports right now? I I can kind of guess where you're going to go with this one. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I can't disagree with our place on the list. Uh, However, uh, uh, Mr. Canty lost me a little bit on his last argument with Andrew Luck's retirement being an anecdote to how poorly ran the Colts are. Uh, I just, with Luck, I mean, he was kind of an outlier, right? He was just one of those rare, talented football players that, had aspirations for other things. Don't get me wrong. He got the crap knocked out of him here. Uh, I won't disagree with that at all. Uh, but uh, there's just so many more yeah, quotable things to uh, assess to the, the Colts' poorly ran uh, nature than, than Luck's retirement, I guess, is, is where I stand. I hear you on all of that. But Andrew Luck was sacked 174 times oh. in 86 career games. 174 times in 86 career games. That hurts me. They li- he literally got the career knocked out of him. Yikes. So I don't know how you can defend that. Like, the Colts didn't realize that they needed to fix the offensive line until their quarterback had to miss an entire season with an injury. Like, quite literally, that was a- that's what-, what happened. He missed the entirety of 2017 with a shoulder injury. What are we talking about? Yeah, that was brutal. You get you get the quarterback of the future, the franchise, you protect him. It's a no-brainer. You protect him. All right, keeping it moving. We got Chris in Charlotte. Chris, what you got for us, bud? Hey, what's going on? I got the Carolina Panthers. Oh, and I'm talking I'm talking I'm talking strictly to David Tepper here. So you get rid of Ron Rivera, you pay Matt Rule, an unproven head coach, a boatload of money. They get rid of Cam Newton, bring in Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker. That doesn't work. The next season, they try Sam Darnold. Oh, and they bring back Cam Newton. That doesn't work. The next year is Baker Mayfield. That doesn't work. You get rid of your best weapon, Christian McCaffrey. You fire the coach. Uh, your intern coach, Steve Wilkes, actually gives the team some life. And what do you do in all season? You bring in Frank Wright. You give away a ton of draft picks. Your second best weapon, uh, D.J. Moore, for an unproven rookie, whose biggest question mark is durability, and now you don't have an offensive line in front of them. So we can see where that goes. I hear you talking about the Colts. I can see the Panthers taking the page out of that book. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about the Carolina Panthers, but Chris laid out a pretty damn good argument. Like I, I can't argue with what he just said. Like they, They've been going through, cycling through a lot of quarterbacks and a couple of head coaches, mm-hmm. guys with the interim tag. Like, the, the Carolina Panthers have not exactly covered themselves in glory over the last four years. We'll see how the Bryce Young thing works out, but if he gets hit at the same rate we saw him get hit in the preseason, yeah. he ain't going to make it through his rookie year, Smallman. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't consider the Panthers more. I know you I, – I understand why you put the Jets on the list, and we have to see – it in action before we can re- really say that the Jets have turned the page. But I would say I feel better about the state of the Jets right now than I do the state of the Panthers. Oh, that's for sure. But at least the the, the Panthers have been to the playoffs 
<laughs> I mean, in the last five or six years. Yeah, they were in the playoffs in 2017, and they had a Super Bowl appearance in 2015. I mean, when have we heard the Jets in Super Bowl in the same sentence? Today. Like it's been a long time. <laughs> long. I mean, they're still holding on to 1969. So, yeah, I, I would say that the, the Jets are – just a smidge worse or higher on the worst run franchises in the NFL than the Panthers. Just saying. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.